I've written 35 books and fundamental to all but the most recent has been the idea that the ground of existence is consciousness. Everything exists in consciousness. And I've now come to think that's wrong. And this video is me owning up to that. Uh, maybe apologizing for that because I feel I should have seen it sooner. The essence of what I'm exploring with spiritual awakening stays exactly the same. And the essence of the message, I think, is better now that I've changed my perspective. But in this video, I want to do something which I don't see enough people doing, really. I mean, I spend an awful lot of time doubting my own ideas in order to test them out. Um, and this one I missed, uh, and I want to explain why. I missed, when I say I missed it, I, I assumed it for too long. Um, and what's opened up since I've been able to move on is a much deeper understanding of reality, I think, and a philosophy which I hope to articulate over the coming year, which really is, is exciting me, and I hope may excite you. A new way of understanding what life is and, uh, and what awakening is. But in this video, I just want to focus in on one tiny, tiny bit, because there's so much that, that is involved here. Uh, because I think it's interesting. It's interesting to see how I have and how easily we can, perhaps, fall into a way of seeing things. And I fell into this way of seeing things because I'm a student of spirituality and that's what I've given my life to. And the common idea in spirituality is it all exists in consciousness, especially in, in Indian spirituality. Um, and that was a major influence at one time in my life. And so I saw things through that lens. And I think I was able to share and take people to an experience of awakening, to the oneness of existence, through those ideas. That's why I was reticent to change them. But I have. And I want to just focus in on the crucial argument, as they say, or the, the crucial idea that supported this for me, which you'll find in my books such as Lucid Living and many others. And it's also an argument used by lots of different people, philosophers and spiritual teachers, for consciousness being the ground, because the common view in society is, well, the world's made of matter and that's the ground. And, um, and I'm actually ended up saying neither of those, just by the way. I haven't, I haven't given up the, what's called the idealist in philosophy or the consciousness, it's all consciousness view, mentalist sometimes it's called. I haven't given that up to become a physicalist or a materialist or, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the two camps that have argued throughout history is one that thinks the, the spiritual view is like it's all a big object, uh, sorry, a big subject, it's all a big mind. And then the objectivist view, as you get mainly in science, which is, no, it's all a big thing, and it's developed consciousness. I don't think either of those. I think the, the philosophy that's going to bring these two camps together and give us one integrated understanding is a, different, is a, a third option, which unites them both. That's what I'm working on. But I'm not going to go into that too much. What I want to just look at is the mistake, or, yeah, 
which is essentially just this. It's it's that the the what I would say would be come back to your actual experience. So if you look at your actual experience right now, actually what you're experiencing is sensations in consciousness and ideas in consciousness. That's your actual experience. So in your actual experience, it's self-evident that everything exists in consciousness. The idea of the world is a, an assumption, not what you know in your experience. So that's the essential argument. Many people use it. Um, Rupert Spira, for instance, will do it often. I've heard him many times do it as a question. Um, have you ever experienced anything which didn't exist in consciousness? No. Everything is an appearance or a perception or a conception, I think is the words he uses, in consciousness. Which is a very persuasive argument, or it persuaded me for many decades. Um, until one day I just saw something so obvious, I'm kind of, um, I'm here to be embarrassed and to um, be astonished that I didn't see it, because it is really truly obvious, which is, that's not self-evident at all. That's a theory, and that when I or Rupert says, have you ever experienced anything which doesn't exist in consciousness? The answer is in the question. Let me just pull that out, because if you've, been, if you've seen the world in this way, you might not immediately see what I'm saying. If you've never seen the world in this way, that will probably just sound like a weird thing anyway. But once you see it in this way, you can get locked into it, as if it's obvious when it's not. What I'm saying is that these, these ideas are not self-evident, they're theory-laden. They're an interpretation of the moment, not given in the moment. So what's, what's the interpretation? Well, all of it. When I say this, you are experiencing sensations in consciousness, that's the theory. It's not self-evident. I've assumed there is such a thing as consciousness. Now here, consciousness doesn't mean the fact that I'm conscious. That is self-evident. What it means is that there is a context, a presence, often called pure consciousness, which is a subjective essence that knows itself and knows experience, which is conscious. It's consciousness. There is a thing called consciousness or a presence called consciousness. Is there? That was the moment for me. And I just went, is there? Is there a presence, a thing called consciousness? Or is that a reification? A reification is when you take something which isn't a thing and imagine that it's a thing. And I think that's what I've done there. I think consciousness is actually an activity. It's a way of experiencing the world. I'm experiencing this consciously. Also experiencing a whole load unconsciously, of course, and also with the psyche, consciously and unconsciously. It's a way of experiencing, and that's a verb. That's not a thing. And then from that I've constructed this idea that there is a thing which is itself, it's the ground of everything and, and formless and has no qualities other than it is consciousness. So, first of all, I, I invite you to doubt that, if you've thought that. Now, I'm not saying that this, that's wrong. I mean, I actually think it is wrong now. But what I'm saying now doesn't imply that it's wrong. Maybe that is the right interpretation. 
All I'm wanting to get across in this video is the simple fact that it is an interpretation. There is a thing, a presence called consciousness, and within it arise sensations. Is that true? Is this a sensation or is it a sensory experience of my hand? Which is the common sense understanding. Is that, could, is that right, actually? It's common sense right here. You know, this is not an appearance in consciousness. This is the world of which I am conscious as an activity. Now, let's leave aside for a moment which of these interpretations is right and whether there might be other interpretations, which is what I'm exploring and will explore in my forthcoming book. All I'm trying to get across here is that to go this is a this is a sensory this is sensations or qualia or whatever you want to call it arising in a thing called consciousness that is not self-evident in the moment it's an interpretation of the experience so if you take away the theory what you're left with if we take the question version you're left with have you ever had a conscious experience that wasn't a conscious experience and the obvious answer is no that's self-evident. That's what's missing. Now you've taken out the existence of a pure consciousness, which is a concept that you've applied to your experience, and the idea that this is sensation rather than the world, where it could be either, or maybe something else, but it could be either. So there's a materialist interpretation of this. There's an idealist interpretation of this. Spiritual or scientific is the, another way of seeing those two. I'm looking for one which unites the two together, and that's why I'm excited by what I'm working on. So what I'm saying here is simply that this idea that you'll have heard in non-dual circles or spirituality or from me, that it is given in your experience that everything exists in consciousness, just look, that is not necessarily true. It's a theory about reality to be evaluated as a theory, as an interpretation, not given, not an argument. It doesn't show that. It claims that. And that's a big difference. And when I'd seen that, I was able to extricate myself from that way of seeing things and actually see things in a new, and in my opinion now, much better way. And that's what I'm going to share with you over the coming months um, as, I, as this new philosophy unfolds.